Hey everyone, welcome. Today we are going to talk about the discipline of children. Now stop right there, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking that we've already had two or three episodes about that recently. So why do another one? I'll tell you why. In today's episode, I have a conversation about children and discipline with Mary Lee Bailey and her three daughters, Heather Ummel, Michael Crum, and Hannah Weeks. It'll be a mom's perspective on this topic, and it's going to be great. Now, I suspect that the majority of our listeners are men. That's great, and you men should listen to this episode. But if you have a wife, you should share it with her. It will, I think, be helpful and encouraging. So without delay, my name is Lucas Weeks, and this is the Out of Our Minds podcast. I am in the studio with a very special group of ladies. After we did the episode with Tim and Max, a couple episodes with Tim and Max about corporal punishment, uh, we thought, you know, it would be really great if we get the ladies in the studio to give us the female perspective on corporal punishment. And so in the studio today, I have Michael Crum. Hey, Michael, how are you? Hi, Lucas. Happy to be here. Oh, good. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, let's see. I've uh, got five kids, age 15, 14, about to be 15, down to four. All right. So you're qualified to be in the studio right now. Uh, <laughs> ask me about my success rate. You know? <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then there's Hannah, my wife. Hannah, how are you doing? Good. Good. Why don't you tell us about yourself? <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. I'm Hannah, Lucas's wife, and we have seven kids, um, one year old up to about to turn 13. Okay. Very good. Heather, how you doing? Good. Thank you. Awesome. And how many kids do you have? Six. Six kids and one husband. Correct. <laughs> Thankfully. <laughs> that was good. That was good. It's good to have you here. Thank good. you. They go from 20, I believe, down to, I believe, <laughs> I've been known to be several years off on my children's ages, down uh-huh. to recently a six-year-old. Wow. And one adopted in the middle of that. Okay. Well, good to have you here. And Mary Lee. Yes. Welcome. Thank you. You are Tim's wife, as I'm sure the listeners of this podcast know. And can you tell me a little bit about your family? Yes. Um, (laughs) Well, I think that we would need to clarify who these other random people are that are here, because they are all three our daughters. Uh, Yes. yes. Well, good point. That's a good point. It's an important detail. Yes, it is. Um, so yeah, we have five kids and our three daughters are here with me today and live in town and our two sons live out of town. Tell us how many grandkids you have. 29 grandchildren. All right. So (laughs) we are going to start today by, with a very simple question. What do you guys think about what your father said about corporal punishment? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we did. Yes, we do. Yes, one must. Okay, okay. <laughs> the big debate, when people listened to it, the feedback we got was that, well, like, wait a second, once a year, like, what's what's that about? And so then there was a very hilarious uh, family texting group. Maybe, actually, it didn't include mom and dad, did it? <laughs> it did not. <laughs> it tried to call, not to call out mom and dad in front of mom and dad. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that was pretty funny uh, about whether, like, how could that possibly be accurate? Uh, once a year spankings. And so we've been talking about it a little bit before we hit the record button. And my take is that he was really talking about the younger years, or, or talking about the older years, rather. It was clear in the second episode in particular that he actually he actually says, if you spank early and often, then you just don't have to do it as much later. Absolutely. And so, so yeah, it, it makes a big difference if you hit it hard early on. Anything else to add to that? What, what, did you, what were your thoughts about those two episodes? Well, can I just go back and say for a second that... The thing that was most, the book that was most helpful to us when we were first married was Mm -hmm. um, Jim Dobson's um, Dare to Discipline, which had just come out, but it was refuting the new uh, sort of cultural norm, which was Dr. Spock, which was a pretty (laughs) laid back. just always Dr. Spock. Okay, go ahead. No, he was like a real thing. And he was really read by a lot of people and it was a way more laid back type of discipline than had Mm. been 
you know, sort of the norm in the 50s. So he and came along in the 60s and was just like, everybody chill out. And then Dobson came back as a Christian to say, no, really. Okay. And so Dr. Spock was specifically coming at it from the, like a science perspective, like, mm. no, I don't think so. What, what was his background or why did he, who, why did he matter? He wasn't a Christian, right? Was he a right. Christian? No, I think he mattered because he was so widely read. Okay, you but, know, but I think was he a was, psychologist or? No, I actually think he might have just, I don't, actually I don't know. <laughs> okay, Sorry. all right. Well, made him a doctor. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but reading Dare to Discipline by Dobson was very helpful to mm. us. Absolutely just laid the groundwork for us. And so that was where we started out and it was very Great pediatrician. So, as oh. you know, recently I heard somebody say, um, "Well, you know, spanking isn't the only kind of discipline." Yeah. It's like, well, no, it really isn't. But we have to start with that. We have to mm-hmm. at least agree that that is biblical mm-hmm. and helpful, necessary, foundation. Then, yeah, then you can move out from there. You, you know, know it's, you say start from. I think it's almost like you, it's a. We don't want to do it, mm-hmm. right? And so maybe it's not that you s- start necessarily in every disciplinary case with spanking. I think it's like you have to come to discipline with the conviction that, yes, this is a good thing. Spanking is a good thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm happy to, I'm not just willing to do it, but I'm happy to do it, which is one of Tim's points that he, he you know, discipline is something that. It's like he was eager to do because this is what he was made to do. And if you've ever been in a situation that you're not allowed to spank, like when I was a nanny for a year and a half before mm. having kids, then you do particularly appreciate the use of it. So tell, tell me a little bit about that experience. Why was that so painful? I assume it was painful. She was a very compliant child, and I had her only from the ages of one and a half to three. But only being, I did smack her hand without technically having permission because it was the only thing that was close enough. I tried putting her in the corner, and it was just miserable for both of us. Um, So I think I really did appreciate spanking by the time Mm. I had kids and knew that I had seen that modeled, knew that it was effective, and appreciated the fact that it was just immediate and done and you move on. As opposed to? The miserable kind of uh, manipulative aspect of timeouts and what exactly it is that you're you know, trying to accomplish and what it is that's being communicated to that child and the looks back and forth between the two of you and trying to decide when it's over. And can I go back one sure. one minute? You said, you know, you really have to believe if this if if spanking is foundational to discipline and discipline is foundational to raising children, then um, you're saying you really have to believe that this is the right thing to do. Right. And I was thinking about this this morning that when you spank a small child, that what you're really saying is is it's almost the equivalent of of saying the Apostles' Creed. It's like, whop, I believe in God the Father. <laughs> whop, I believe. You know what I'm saying? Okay, and that sounds, that 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 sounds crazy, but <laughs> you, you don't think that it's true. But you are proclaiming... <laughs> the truth about God and his fatherhood every yeah. time you spank yeah, your yeah, small child. Right. And you're not just saying it to your child, you're saying it to yourself. Uh-huh. So you come you come to believe by speaking out loud mm-hmm. what God has said is true. And yeah. the Apostles' Creed is a good summary of that. Yeah, yeah. But discipline is like, it's like the thing that you can, that you do with your hand that, is proclaiming that you actually believe what you say you believe. Right. And sometimes it's the doing that causes us to truly believe it in our hearts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's good. It's a helpful point. I'm going to, I'm going to pick on you, Hannah. What is your experience like? Is spanking and corporal discipline, is that just like painful to think about? Is it really difficult for you? Do you, is it, or is it just a thing? I have come to appreciate it more and more. I think with each young child, you kind of start over with, um, with our first. Oh my, that's true. (laughs) I resented it. I think that, you know, I had to do this and if only she would just obey, then we wouldn't have to be doing this. And instead of, um, appreciating it as much, I, I, yeah, I think I just resented it. Hmm. Um, which doesn't mean that I was I didn't do it, but I 
I don't think I had quite the scope. The faith for it. or Yeah. yeah. And I think something we have to remember is this is, I think this, this is, this was certainly my experience with my youngest and I, it's a sin that I continue to have to fight all the way, all the way through is the temptation to resent the necessity to discipline our our kids and to be angry that I have to do it. It's like, it's a disruption. It's a burden on me that I have to do this. And um, this is coming from kids, adults who grew up in a home where discipline was practiced. Right. Okay. Right. So if this is something that we struggle with, then everybody struggles. Oh with yeah. It, yeah. You know? Sure. And that's specifically what dad talked about in the first episode, having talked to a young mom, and observing her and realizing that she was resenting the imposition mm-hmm. that her son was to her. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I can definitely, definitely say that son is quite delightful nowadays. <laughs> so at the age of 18, <laughs> admonition was effective. Um, but yes, as women, it's particularly tempting for us to resent having to discipline our children. But what dad pointed out is what that does is it communicates to our children that they're somehow expected to not be sinners. Mm -hmm. So we're communicating an untruth to them when we resent the fact that we are having to spank them. So Mm -hmm. that's exactly right. But I, I, you know, as Michael was talking, as you were talking, I, I was thinking about the fact that I resent my children now when I'm not when I'm spanking, but when I have to tell them again to take the trash out or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and my resentment is clear, like, ah, oh, seriously, mm-hmm. dude, you, you, you didn't do that. Mm-hmm. You, you shouldn't resent your, the discipline of your children, but you also, I mean, it's not like, I mean, dad's being a little hyperbolic when he says he's like overjoyed at the opportunity <laughs> for, for discipline. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like, it's, <laughs> and, and it's, I mean, you get his point. It's, it's, it is what we're made for as fathers mm. to, to, to raise our children and to mm. teach them. But like, you don't actually. Well, ironically, last night while we were listening to that episode, or mm-hmm. I was listening to it, then my husband and I, I paused it. We started talking about it. And then my daughter came into the room long after she had been put into bed uh-huh. and <laughs> was crying and had, you know, something thoughts and <laughs> emotion <laughs> burden and emotion and words, <laughs> so many words, so many tears. And I sat there and realized that is now what I'm tempted to resent. I don't yeah, want to have to do the right. work of having to shepherd my you know daughter through the years of figuring out how to interact with other people how to interact with her feelings of guilt and her knowledge of her own sin and it mm. was super helpful to have just heard his admonition about spanking as mm-hmm. i sat there and talked to my daughter and you know didn't resent the fact that we are continued to give mm. be given this good work to do mm. but i think the answer is simply that we're all you know that is our that is our sin yeah. mm-hmm. that we're tempted to is yeah. resentment of the good work that God yeah. has given us. Well, yeah. it, also, though, if we think about how often we commit the same sins, mm-hmm. you know, before the Lord and have mm-hmm. to keep asking him for forgiveness. Yeah, it keeps then, us from being hip, 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 yeah. is that word? <laughs> hippopotamus. Hippocrates. <laughs> 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 is that not the one? Hippocrates. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, um, this has me thinking about a recent discipline issue that we had one with uh, one of our older children. And my husband and I were um, late at night trying to figure out how we were going to discipline this particular issue because it called for a, a, a higher magnitude of discipline. And we were shooting around ideas and he suggested something. And it was what I had already had in my in my head as a good consequence. So this is an older child and what I'm trying what I what I say to my husband after he suggests this one option for how we can discipline. I say to him, "Do you have any idea how hard that mm-hmm. is going to be on me? That is going to make my life way more difficult if that's the discipline that we choose mm-hmm. because that means that I won't have his help in this particular circumstance. It's hard to yeah, do yeah. it without giving all yeah. the details, but I'm just going to have to forge on. The point is, it's going to make your life more It's going to make my mm-hmm. life much more difficult because right. I rely on this child for help and it was going to remove him from a circumstance where I was counting on having his help. So I was explaining this to my husband and we both just kind of shrugged and went to sleep and said, well, f- you know, we'll decide tomorrow. And the next day, um, I was just convicted by the fact that we have this idea that discipline 
um, if it's harder on us than it is on the kids, then that's like a bug in the system. But mm-hmm. I, it, it hit me that that's not a bug; it's a feature. Um, that in fact, our, our, the, the very point at which discipline of our child is hard on us is the point where God is is using our child's discipline to, um, to discipline us. And and the fact that it was going to be hard on me for my son to receive this discipline is a feature. It's a good thing. It means that he's not just going to grow through it. I'm going to grow through it because I'm having to walk by faith and discipline him, him in something that's going to be hard on me. So hmm. just as we have a very small child where we say we say all the time at our at our church and in our family, we say, um, how are you to obey? All the way, right away, and with a cheerful heart. Mm-hmm. And with my oldest, when he was, you know, one and two, and I was realizing that I just have this constant um, battle within myself to discipline him cheerfully, it hit me that 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 is just such a basic form of hypocrisy for me to require cheerful obedience of mm-hmm. him mm-hmm. than to discipline him with a bad attitude yeah. for not obeying cheerfully <laughs> because yeah, here yeah. I am working out obedience to God by being resentful by dis- yeah by yeah. disciplining my son and resenting it as I do it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's it's hard when they're toddlers. It's hard when they're teenagers. Yeah. And that's a feature and yeah. it's it's just an act of faith, you know? It's an act of faith to spank, it's an act of faith to tell your son that he can't come do something because it's going to be hard on the family. Mm-hmm. We're all in it together. Mom's mm-hmm. in it together with dad. The siblings are in it together, you know. It's hard on siblings to see their to their to see their siblings disciplined mm-hmm. a lot of times. Yeah. And that's okay. That's the way it's supposed to be. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, the the siblings certainly learn things. Uh, I mean, <laughs> they're <laughs> yeah. the discipline of other. <laughs> that was one point that I had thought about that my husband and I talked about last night, which mm. is that one uh, word of encouragement to those of you that are starting off on this journey is that if you are faithful and spank frequently and often when your children are younger, especially your oldest children, the ones that come later on will learn a lot from watching the earlier ones. So if you're faithful with your oldest kids, the ones that come after will see and they'll be like, oh, I guess that's how things are done around here. Yeah. Oh, I guess we obey. Now, doesn't or that cut both person. ways? Doesn't that kind of cut both Absolutely. ways? Absolutely. So, so. so if you have failed with your earliest, it's likely that their younger ones will learn disobedience from them is that what you're saying well no that's true that is that is a completely accurate now wait what are you laughing about i'm I'm cracking up because we have one child who has a very small measure of um agreeableness and compliance (laughs) one one out of five (laughs) and sometimes i think that it's his fault that the next child has been our hardest child Uh, because he didn't he didn't fight her on anything (laughs) Uh, when they were little uh, and it's you know it's funny to me now but at the time i was like he's he's being such a slacker he's giving her everything (laughs) he just rolls over and lets her do whatever she wants and then i keep having to step in you know Uh, well i have a little different twist on it which is the older children help discipline the younger children which is a little different than what you were saying. Okay, how do they do that? From the example of the older children, but the older children step in and say, hey, that's when they get quite a bit older. Well, Uh, not necessarily. Even Brie this past week was like, I never would have gotten away with that. (laughs) Well, they also just keep the kids in line. They say, you're not allowed to do that. When mom's not standing right there, or she is, but she... But isn't that, I mean, isn't that really what I was saying? Like, they set the example by saying it. Okay. You know, okay. you, they yeah. both model it, but yeah. they also, yeah. you know, if your older kid turns and if your older kid turns and raises his eyebrows at a younger child, like, whoa, yeah. I would yeah. never even <laughs> think doing of that. doing that. That <laughs> look in and of itself is, you know, a way that the older child is helping mm-hmm. the younger children learn to obey or learn what the expectations are around the home. The the reason I said it cuts both ways, you know, I've got a four-year-old son and it means that he hasn't received the kind of spankings that, and he's number six, right? So can we confirm? (laughs) (laughs) Can we confirm? Elias. She's agreeing. He hasn't gotten the yeah, number of spankings. Yeah, maybe he hasn't gotten 
quite as many as neither Are you has. Making fun so of me? Okay, yeah. here's something that, that neither yeah. Lucas nor Hannah would say is that Elias might be the world's cutest child. Yeah. So of course he has a darn good thing. Uh, <laughs> or bad thing, I don't know. Well, I have people I have strangers oh, yeah, come out to thing. me when I'm at the park with Elias. Man, and it's like, hard to keep moving. Oh, here. that is the cutest child. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Okay. Back. He is, We're he's, back. He's got what? Is, what is the? He's got the curls and yeah. he's, blonde, blonde curls. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Um, so cute. Anyway, Says he. Uh, but it means that he hasn't run up against dad quite so much. <laughs> uh, it has an effect, and even if they know from their brothers and sisters that no, that's we don't do that. Um, it's like, it's like the 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 older kids kind of had run-ins with the police. And the younger kids didn't. <laughs> I don't know. It's it, um, so the it's, the older kids do some of the heavy lifting with the younger yeah. kids, and that's for good and for bad. Sometimes yeah. they um, run interference in an unhelpful some, way. Exactly. Mm. Sometimes the older kids spoil the younger kid, and you with the younger kids, yeah. you have to be so on it as a parent. Yeah. There are times when I've said to one of my older kids, you know, actually just last week, one of my my youngest went up and took a piece of paper from one of my oldest kids and said, I I want to use this <laughs> or something like yep, that. And the yep. implication was, go get yourself a different one. I'm taking <laughs> yeah. thing, you know. I could totally see Eli's doing that. <laughs> yep. And I looked at the older child and I said, do not let her do that <laughs> because he doesn't want to cause a stink. We were doing something as a family. It was yep. bad timing. But I knew that if she got away with that, then she was going to do it bigger and worse next time, you right. know? And so I, so that was a point for me to step in as a parent and say, do not. You have to train your older kids. Do not you, let you really her do. get away with that just because she's cute. So there's the good side of it where they do help in do a lot of the heavy lifting of discipline. But then there's also, you have to, you, you also have to be willing to step in as a parent. So you shouldn't keep, you shouldn't keep your older children from parenting your younger children. But there are so many times as a parent where you do have to say, are you his mom? Are you his dad? And where they've overstepped. Okay. And they're just lording it over their younger siblings. Or what I find to happen more often is they're trying to step in and do the work of mom and dad when mom and dad are right there and are prepared to do it themselves. And so that is not helpful. But yes, they do do a lot of the work of discipline and that should be a good thing. But it's but the disciplining itself still needs to be disciplined yeah yeah. it has to be done with your blessing with your authority and they have to be they have to be doing it on your behalf and not as their own authority structure yeah (laughs) so they have so you know it's like it's like my husband always gets on my kids when they run outside and you know you say hey go call your siblings in for supper and the you know eight-year-old runs outside and says uh come in yeah, and yeah. then comes back inside, yeah, yeah. and and Ben says to them, uh, "What what did you just say? I told them to come in for supper. No, you said come in as if you, you know. And now they're going to get in trouble for not doing what you said. Right? But actually, you didn't say what you were supposed to say. You were you should always say if it's a message from me. Yeah. Papa says come in. A word from the Lord. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is, yeah. So yeah, it's just even the uh, discipline that your older children do on your behalf still needs to be done with mm. so much. I well, mean, you just have to be on it. As a warning, if you don't do that discipline early on, then those older kids will impact the younger kids and have a can have a very negative impact mm-hmm. effect on on the younger kids. And you're going to be it's going to be really difficult because not only are you going to be dealing with the younger child, but like the influence of the older child on the younger child. It's like Yikes, really difficult. And, you know, we talk a lot about how when you have small children and you do the heavy work of disciplining them, then as they get older, that work is less. That does not mean, though, that if you have a 12-year-old that you have not sufficiently disciplined, that it's too late. It is not too late. God is all about fresh chances and do-overs. So don't lose heart. It's not too late. It's not too late with your 15-year-old. And even even starting to discipline then will also impact the younger kids Mm. in a very positive way. Mm. As Um, will disciplining your younger children in front of your older children that you have not previously sufficiently disciplined. Mm -hmm. And even with our older kids, um, who, as they had younger siblings and were watching us discipline them, could sometimes be very upset 
get worked up mm-hmm. um, to see younger siblings that they doted on getting, you know, a spanking <laughs> or something. They've all come around and this time they have a baby sister that they absolutely adore, but they're not worried about her getting spankings because mm. they know that the fruit of that is mm. only good. Mm. So you've given them faith. You've equipped them with faith to watch their sibling get disciplined. Mm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. One of the things that cracks me up is that kids from well-disciplined homes are frequently known to be in a grocery store or somewhere, you know, playground somewhere where another kid is just totally freaking out, acting up, you know, yeah. being disobedient. And a well-disciplined child will turn to their mother and say, he needs a spanking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of course. So anyway, but I wanted to just go back a little bit because really the whole reason we're here was um, the question of how many spankings do children need or get. Okay. Okay. Well, I think what was lacking in the earlier episodes yeah. was the reality of toddlers mm. needing to be spanked once a day, frequently, minim- you know, minimally. Yeah, yeah. Once an hour at times. Right. right. That's exactly <laughs> what I'm going to say. If you have a kid going down for a nap who gets back up and they need to be spanked to be put yeah. back in bed and then they get back up again, you might, you know, have several spankings in an hour. Yeah, yeah. Certainly several spankings in a day. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that's okay. And again, you know, what we're doing is building for the future because right. when they're getting, you know, it's be, not just okay. It's what you have to prepare yourself to expect. It's yes. optimal. Yes. It's a gift. But it's, <laughs> but it's it's, yeah, it's confusing when you say, you know, we rarely spank. Well, again, yeah. that was only because... That's the fruit of... Yes, yeah. That rare spanking is the fruit of the early time. Yeah. Mm. And the early times are laying the foundation of authority, mm-hmm. which if, you know, were to get to the foundation. So spanking is a foundation of discipline, but the overarching everything has to do with authority. Mm-hmm. Whether you understand that authority, as Michael talked about earlier, that we are giving evidence of who God is in our children's lives every time we give a spanking. Mm-hmm. So that authority that we bear has been given to us by God. And to be faithful parents, we absolutely must be faithful with the authority that they have given us, Mm -hmm. which means we don't have the option of not demanding obedience when we give them a command. And so that's where this becomes not just, oh, spankings are helpful, Mm. but no, they're both the main tool that God has given us in his word, and they are discipline as a whole is allowing us to be faithful in showing God's authority in our lives and that we are the authority in our children's lives and that they must learn Mm -hmm. to obey authority. And this Mm -hmm. prepares them for the rest of their lives with other authorities over them and how they respond to God. Mm -hmm. So it teaches them not just that the authority is there, but it teaches them that a good and godly and sweet and father-like authority that the that the discipline is a demonstration of the love okay mm. yes. so when you discipline even a 1 year old even a 2 year old and and you spank them then you are teaching them that god's discipline is love now so i grew up in a home where i was disciplined by a father who loved me and by a mother who loved me yeah, mom, you did spank me twice, I remember. And <laughs> um, oh, lost anyone doubt that. Um, <laughs> but uh, I grew up in a home where that was where that was demonstrated, and I grew up in a church where that was taught. And then as an adult, as I have received severe disciplines from God in my life, then you know, I loved the fact that Pastor Max laid the groundwork for this discussion on discipline by reading from Hebrews 12. Mm-hmm. Because a few years ago, I went back and memorized that myself because I knew it in my head, but I needed to, I needed just layer after layer yeah. of layer of knowing that because of, um, because I needed to remember that God's severe discipline in my life is evidence of his love for me and not the opposite. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think we need to maybe say for some people who are just feeling like, okay, discipline, 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 you know, and then they get all rigid and <clears throat> whacked out about it. The whole point is, yes, obedience to God, but also 
that we can enjoy them. Yeah. They, mm-hmm. We want to be right. able to enjoy our children. They are not enjoyable if they are disobedient that's and disrespectful. That's a very helpful mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's the way. So we have to have fun with them. Um, yes, we're loving them by disciplining them, but we're loving them by, you know, running around and chasing them and tickling them and <laughs> wrestling and reading to them. Just, just all these other things. Yeah. Um, but that's... So you're talking about two things. One is delighting in our children, yeah. which is absolutely critical and one of the things that dad talked about but you're talking about the fact that one of the reasons that we discipline ought to be that we want our children to be a joy to be around both Mm -hmm. for us but also for other people right Mm -hmm. so one thing that i want to ask because regularly the men won't know that women's blogs and the world of women bloggers and writers giving advice about parenting all say that discipline should never be selfish. So hmm. if it has to do with you and your desires, it is sinful and wrong. wrong. And I just read that from, I literally get emails from two people, and I read it last week from one of them. Huh. Wow. So I think that this really is one of the uh, critical things for us to talk about and explain to women who, I think that's a particularly difficult idea, why it is that it's okay not you're not just saying it's okay you're saying it's necessary it's necessary it's and, and necessary. right it's it's but, a but good the, so the the reason that women or or dads but okay we'll talk about women here in particular um feel like they they can't do that is because they are aware of their own selfishness or maybe they had a parent who was particularly selfish right and so it, it is absolutely possible to discipline in a selfish way mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. can we open up what is the difference between those two things, how, how is that different? Well, I think Pastor Max's illustration of having the rule about kids not coming, about oh, his grandkids yes. not coming into the kitchen <laughs> yes, during holiday yes. gatherings was a, real, was a really good example of that. Mm-hmm. Um, because but I think it's something most women would be totally uncomfortable with and think that that's wrong for that them They would to judge do. him for that. Right. Well, yes. and, or and maybe themselves. they'd be okay with him doing it, but they would definitely Sorry. feel like it was yeah. wrong for themselves. Well, okay. I think what dad what dad responded to with Pastor Max was he said, "This is Pastor Max knowing his limit, yeah, and knowing that absolutely if he does not have lay his, down some guidelines, what were you going to say? Just have his safe space, his space, <laughs> his, his space. space. Yeah. yeah, if he does not have some limits somewhere, we all know kids without limits, they will go." And go and go and go. Yeah, okay. You know, if there is no line. Yeah, yeah. What happens is you lose your mind. You just <laughs> absolutely is that, is that you lose your mind. <laughs> you lose your mind. <laughs> I thought something happened. Uh, and there's a safety aspect even. Yeah, you're, oh, you're yeah, putting sure. in guards. Every, you're putting in guards for your own yeah. emotions and for your own actions. I, I mean, I hate to say this, but it's going to help all the crazy psycho bab. I'm going to say it. <laughs> this is called boundaries, moms. Okay? Boundaries. You have boundaries with your own children, just as you have to have safe boundaries with other people. Uh, you have boundaries of knowing what is going to put you over the edge, what's going to put your husband over the edge. And if and if that strikes you as disciplining your child for your own convenience or for your own preference, then it is what it is. But you have to have boundaries about... Okay, but I mean, yeah. the boundaries, you bring that word in, and I know, of course it's, it's a got bad a word. huge amount of baggage, and it does sound kind of selfish. I don't think so, we can delineate so, it. So let's... Go ahead. Uh, you know, I just don't think you can say, well, no, that was done in selfishness and that was done, mm. you know, selflessly, whatever. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's just like there's always going to be a mix. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, it's life. you know, the Bible says, you ready for this? I'm going to start this <laughs> by saying, as the good book says, says oh, even boy. your own prophets say, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to, um, you know, you guys are going to cut this because you don't approve of. You guys. Even Jordan Peterson can point out that you should never let a child do anything that causes you to dislike him. Okay? Yeah. Right. That's and the way rules. that he justifies it, because he doesn't have the authority of scripture behind him, the way that he explains it is that that you are doing ultimate harm to that child. Mm, yes. Of course. Um, for the rest of their lives by first of all not teaching them to govern their own actions and their Mm -hmm. own emotions Mm -hmm. and second by making them unlikable 
which is the worst disadvantage that you can give to a child going through life is that they don't know how to interact with other people in a socially appropriate way. Okay. Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. even your own prophets say, okay, which isn't to say our whole culture would embrace Jordan Peterson, but even this, you know, psychologist who has no, no, Understanding framework exactly can can recognize the ultimate harm that this does to children by not by not having the parents enforce things that make the child likable that make it enjoyable for the child to be present. Yeah. So everything is about reality. Is that you are going to draw the line somewhere anyway? Yeah. I'll say that we're talking about a kid going in the road. Yeah. Say that for them to go past the sidewalk is inconvenient to you, but for them to go into the road is dangerous for them. Mm. You still have to draw the line somewhere. So mm. there's you not might as well do it at the beginning of the sidewalk. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. There's not really any reason that you shouldn't draw the line at the point where it is more convenient to you yeah. as opposed to only stopping them just shy of where they might die yeah, if yeah. they cross that line. Uh, well, well, another example was um, Hannah in your old house you had a very narrow small kitchen and you just made a roll they they couldn't there was a line and it was at the beginning of the kitchen they couldn't come in and be underfoot Mm -hmm. you know when you are cooking and that is a safety issue you know it is a safety issue because a mother-in-law who got burned horribly yeah and it wasn't because she was disobedient but it really she was in the way she was there Mm -hmm. yeah uh, you know, you're you're moving boiling water from one place mm. to another. It can spill. Well, I just want to share about something, an aha moment. I think that I was one of the people in mutiny that my dad talked about in one of the episodes to a younger sibling probably being forced to eat something. <laughs> and uh, I would, uh, yes. you know, potentially still mutiny. But, you know, <laughs> I, I was the older child that doted on the younger, some of the younger ones mm-hmm. and didn't appreciate that. Um, but I remember when I was in college and I watched a two-year-old that uh, lived on our college campus that we had a lot of interaction with his parents, and I thought he was just the cutest thing in the world. Yeah. They got back from summer, and he was all bandaged up. His head mm-hmm. was a mess. Whoa. And I asked what had happened. Well, they had gone to a camp, and he had gone running out towards the dock, which went out over a lake. The parents screamed for him to stop, and of course, they hadn't taught him to obey, Mm -hmm. so he didn't stop. Well, God saved him by causing him to fall off the dock when all he did was fall, I'm not sure how many feet, onto rocks, rather than several feet further on when he would have fallen into water that was murky that he almost certainly would have drowned. Wow. And that was the first time I ever realized that discipline even of one and two year olds mm. is actually for the necessity of saving children's lives. Yeah, it's a life and death. Obedience is completely and absolutely necessary. Yeah. Michael, tell about those examples that you have of your kids. Yeah, we were, I was playing football, playing pass with one of my boys in the backyard under this uh, really tall tree. And um, we were just passing this ball back and forth. And I heard this strange popping noise and I didn't know where it came from, but I just, it was just one of those mom sense things. It was just, <laughs> yep. I said, Zion, come here. And he got this confused look on his face and walked towards me and a branch fell, a large branch from the tree fell on the ground where he had been standing. <laughs> wow. I was thankful that he had obeyed yeah, because yeah. I don't know what would have happened. Right, you know? right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, immediate I've, yeah i mean i've watched kids in the parking lot at church and you know they're running out into the parking lot there's a parent you know on the sidewalk going stop come back you know and there's no response other yeah. than to continue running yeah that is a very dangerous situation yeah. so so what do you think mothers in particular need to hear with with we're talking about young children okay. yeah i was hoping we were gonna get to this because the mothers are the ones that are home with the kids all day in the mo- normal family situation is the mother is the one that is home yeah it's going to be home with the hour kids hour after hour yep, with the yep, kids and yep. they are the ones that have to do a lot of the discipline right now i will say i just want to throw this in if both the parents are around when a child is being disobedient i do think it is appropriate for the father to be the one to deal with it Okay. Now, for example, in church, if there is a child needing discipline, sitting with both parents, 
I always just kind of cringe when it's the mom that gets up and marches out with the kid. I just feel like the dad should be doing it. You've got a skeptical look on your face. I'm a little bit uncomfortable with that, too. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think it's very important for the father to take responsibility for his kids. I just don't know. In any given instance, Mm -hmm. it may not necessarily be me. I don't know. Okay, here's the example I would just give is that um, maybe husband has just gotten home from work. Husband is tired. Child walks in, needs to be disciplined. The mother should do the love, loving thing to do for her husband and take care of the little infraction right there instead of it being dad's job when he's clearly exhausted and occupied yeah. with other things. Yeah. You know, you know, each situation is going to be a little different, but there was a situation where a family came over um, for an evening when the dad had just gotten back in town from having been gone. Okay? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Two, two or three year old disobedient. The mother's yep. in the bathroom he's disciplining the child and I'm, and I finally say to the dad, can you explain to me you know, mm-hmm. why is your wife having to deal with this? Why are you not dealing with this? And he said, well, I've been out of town. I don't want to be the, you know, big bad guy that comes back into mm-hmm. town and, you know, handles the discipline. And I was like, well, look at it the other way. Your wife your has wife been the one home <laughs> dealing with him for a week. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so it's not a hard and fast rule. Right. I mean, I do think obviously he had, he had the, even there had the idea of discipline as wrong. It's like, well, then, then the best thing your child needs right now is they've really been missing you. They need yeah. that extra mm-hmm. love. Yeah. Go spank yeah. the yeah. snot yeah. out of him. He's just <laughs> asking for your love. That's right, right, right. He you has know? needed you. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, Michael, tell us about I me. Mean, you and I had a conversation last week where you were frustrated with somebody talking about, so who's in charge when dad is gone? Like, who's oh. the boss here? Tell us about that. It is the most important thing to never undercut your father, your yeah, husband's discipline. Yeah. And that's been said many times, but I think what what we maybe forget to say is don't ever let your husband undercut your discipline. And everyone thinks that that's not necessary to say, but it is. It is. Yeah. It absolutely is. Because dads are capable of undercutting the mom's discipline too. If dad undercuts mom's discipline, it's just as destructive if, as when it happens the other way around. And so... Just as we don't let an older child exercise authority over a younger sibling from their own stance of authority, our kids have to understand that dad's discipline comes from God, mom's discipline comes from God, and the husband is the head of the home. What you're saying is we talked a little bit about last time, and that is that the husband and wife, the husband and wife have to be on the same page. And yeah. if they're not on the same page, you have all manner of problems. Yeah, so and, the and kids... it is possible for a husband to undercut the discipline that his wife has been working hard to mm-hmm. instill. That's very possible. And it requires a particularly, it's a, it requires a, a feminine, a wife's response. So can you talk about that a little bit? Like, how do you, how do you deal with that? If you're so sometimes it's a lack of communication. Uh-huh. It's that the child is um, taking advantage of the fact that mom and dad didn't communicate didn't about talk. something, yeah. right? Yeah. And so sometimes it's just as simple as I told him he was not allowed to do mm. that, right? Mm-hmm. But sometimes it's something that you're going to have to discuss later. And, you know, it's not something that you need to have a conversation with in front of the kids. But the, f- the, the thing is, if you, um, if one person is undercutting the other spouse's authority, then that will automatically lead to uh, the child manipulating. Mm. So I had had this conversation with a dear friend of mine where she said, you know, she was she was talking to her son about something and she said, who's in charge here? And he looked at her and he said, dad. Well, dad was not present. Okay. Mm. So he said, dad. Mm -hmm. And she said, who's in charge here when dad's not home? Dad. Mm. So this mom thought that her son had just outsmarted her mm. and caught her, you know, being <laughs> with the wrong know. answer. Yeah. yeah. And I told her, no. She was intimidated by that response. She was. Yeah. She thought, yeah. oh, this kid, you know, knows the yeah. Bible better than I do. I guess, I guess I'm whipped. And I said, no, absolutely not. Your child is um, manipulating you. He's, yeah. Yeah. he's, um, making you think that you are not in authority over him. And 
just because it's the exception to the rule doesn't mean that it doesn't happen. Mm. Well, that's the thing is the kids, the kids are so good at sniffing out weakness, weakness <laughs> in your marriage, weakness in your character, they will find it. Yeah. So then you have to acknowledge it and you have to work through it by faith anyway. But you, you just have to not let the kid. The, the manipulation has to just stop yes. immediately. It yeah, but they stop. have to know that, yes, you as the mother are in charge. Mm-hmm. Yes, and it's not, it's, it's, it, would, so, it would be as if the child had said to the, if the father said, who's in charge here? And the child had looked him in the eye and said, God. Yeah, yeah. You know? Right. And right. it's not false, but it is false it in is, that moment yeah, because what the is child false. is saying is, you have you no don't have right. boss you don't of me. Authority. You're not the mm-hmm. boss of me. Mm-hmm. You have no authority over me. You have no right to tell me what to do. Mm-hmm. I'm going to ask you, Heather, what are some of the ways that you and Doug, Archie, your husband, that you had to work to be on the same page? It's just hard. you know. It be- is hard because one person's home during the day, another person arrives home. So I was just thinking of the way that we will deal with this sometimes now is, you know, Archie will arrive home, suddenly be in a conversation with a kid. I'll know more information about it and say, hey, can you come here for a minute? And we'll go in the other room so that I can give, you know, the full picture of what has what conversations have happened before mm-hmm. he arrived so that he can make a decision that it's not always necessarily that you've said something different. It's yeah. just sometimes just making sure. And again, we're talking older children. This here. is yeah, older children, mm-hmm. you know, just making sure that you both have all the information. I know that my mother-in-law talked about the fact that my father-in-law would travel. He would be gone two weeks and then home for a weekend and then gone two weeks and home mm. for a weekend for a portion of several years. And um, it was very difficult uh, to do the trade-off when yeah. he <laughs> got mm. home. But yeah, she did yeah. a good job of calling him when there was something serious <laughs> with the kids and putting them on the phone with him and letting mm. him still do some of the heavy lifting while he was gone so that he was very much seen as the one that was in charge was in, of those involved things. Involved in charge, mm-hmm. yeah. With littler kids, I think it's a little less often mm. that I think it's more as kids get old enough to ask that question mm. and mm. potentially manipulate that answer that you have the undermining going on with one another. I'm mm. sure it can happen with toddlers, but it's yeah, not as likely. I think it would be more likely, um, thinking about a conversation I had with a young mom recently, I think that one would be more likely to swing to the mom undercutting the dad's discipline because, Absolutely. oh, you don't have all the information. He didn't have a nap this he afternoon. And also, nap. he's so he's hungry. So tired. And, and yep, he's yep, so yep. hungry. Absolutely. And also, food. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> and gluten. <laughs> and so sugar. <laughs> and chocolate. And yeah. things. No, I think that is the commonest, most common problem that we as women run into as moms of young mm-hmm. children. The dad comes home, the kid is whiny. And he wants to discipline the whininess, which is always a little harder anyway than just disciplining, you know, outright disobedience. You know, that's always a little more clear cut. But just a whininess can be less clear. But then, you know, it's like, oh, honey, but wait, you don't have all the information. I took the child shopping today right during nap time and they couldn't nap. And that's Mm -hmm. why they're acting the way that they are, you know, and it's like. I don't care. Well, this is we not do. acceptable behavior. We're not going to accept whininess around here. So, And we do feel um, an extra measure of responsibility because as moms, it is our responsibility to meet their physical needs in a way that it is not the so dad's responsibility. So you feel guilty that you didn't yeah. feed the child. Yeah, yeah. so <laughs> here, you are, here you are feeling like the child's getting a spanking when really maybe it was mom that needed a spanking for not you know, giving the kid the nap when he needed it. You know, So it's just this constant... We don't talk about that, Michael. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, didn't mean that. <laughs> Manner of speech. How sad that I have to say, I didn't mean that. <laughs> so I think... Um, <laughs> There's the question of, you know, is it appropriate to to spank a child who is tired and hungry? Yeah. And I think that we can all agree that, yes, it is appropriate, just as we are still, as adults, responsible for what we say yeah. when we've had too much to drink or when we've um, not had enough, not sleep. had enough eat to eat or, you know, yeah. we're hangry or our blood sugar is low or we haven't had enough sleep. We are still completely responsible yeah. for our actions. A child can be disciplined when he's hungry and tired. But um, I think it also then leads to another question, which is when they're hungry and tired, how do you not let it turn into this sort of um, spiral knockdown drag out discipline session when maybe Mm -hmm. that's not appropriate? Mm -hmm. And I think one of the things I've learned 
as I've gotten, as I've had more children and become a more experienced mother is it's perfectly appropriate to discipline in those moments, but you shouldn't let it drag on. Those are not the times for a knockdown drag out well, fight. The, the, to say that it's perfectly acceptable to discipline in those moments doesn't, doesn't mean that you always need to discipline. There are times when mm-hmm. you give the yes. child food and yeah, exactly. put, her, put so, them to bed. Yeah. Spank, <laughs> yeah. spank mm-hmm. the child once and then go put the, chi- the tired child in bed. Yeah. Uh, spank the child once and then tell him, you know, I have a child who... Um, 90% of our discipline issues with him are when he's hungry. We have told him before, you know, now I'm going to, you're going to go upstairs, you're going to get a spanking, and then you need to go get yourself some lunch. And that <laughs> feeding mm. yourself at this age is your responsibility. I can tell that the reason you're acting this way is because you're hungry. Yeah. So, but that's, you know, it's it, it part, applies I mean, to it a toddler too. Like learning, on the one hand, you're not allowed to treat people like that no mm-hmm. matter how hungry you are. That's exactly But right. on the other hand, learn to, Get yourself food when you yeah, need yeah. food. Like, <laughs> Notice is... your cues. And that will be our cue to end this episode. The ladies still had a lot to say on this topic, and so this conversation will continue next week. I hope you'll join us. Thanks so much for listening. My name is Lucas Weeks, and the conversation today was with Mary Lee Bailey, Heather Ummel, Michael Crum, and Hannah Weeks. For more great content, please visit warhornmedia.com. To support this podcast, you can donate at patreon.com slash out of our minds. Bye for now.